This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heya. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pattern. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. De Plattras forward. De Plattras got the better. Yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! So, cheers for joining us on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 17. Joining me, your host and ringmaster for today, is uh, me, Brady Frost. We've got the loose cannon, uh, cannonball, I should say, that is James Whitaker. How are you, James? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for having me back um, after my debut the other week. I'm happy to get another start. Um, yeah, just, uh, I can't think of any other cliches, so, yeah. Fans of class, as always, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, joining James and I is someone we share common grounds with. It's uh, Richard Burhouse, founder and CEO at Magic Rock. How are you, Rick? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, well done on shoehorning as many names as you can into the segue. Yeah, good, good work. Well, thanks, mate. I thought it's Phantasma to be honest, but uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not here. I'm, I'm lifting the, uh, I'm lifting the cheese. And um, well, just before we get started, Rich, I just obviously wanted to say how, how are things with Magic Rock obviously we saw you sponsor the shirts against Watford recently but how are things uh yeah I mean uh it's going all right we're, we're lucky we've got supermarket business to sort of keep the brewery ticking over 
but obviously it's it's tough with all the bars and pubs being shut as well. It's kind of 50% of the business removed by the pandemic. Um, same with the staff, really, 50% of people at home, I guess, and the rest in production at the brewery and in the warehouse. It's not really changed for them. So it's a sort of, there's two two sort of different realities going on. Um, like personally speaking, I'm on, I'm on a lot of Zoom calls and, and meetings and a, a bit bored, really, like everyone. This, this lockdown has been tough, you know, not being able to go to, go to the pub uh, and socialise particularly, you know, even even just having that little bit of um, being able to meet people outside or whatever we were doing back end of summer. Really missed it um, in the early part of this year. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's uh, looking forward to, yeah, the it getting warmer and being able to go back to the pub and, and back to the game more than anything, yeah. No, definitely. I think we were, we were saying before we recorded, but I think I speak for, for every friend when we can't wait to get back in the ground and uh, go for a pint of Magic Rock afterwards and before. So, uh, yeah, here's hoping that is soon. So, any, I'm glad you agree, James. So, anyway, we'll come on to the, to the game as much as I would love to talk about beer. Um, so, obviously, we've got Wickham at the weekend now. Wickham are rock bottom of the championship. Um, you would be surprised to hear. Um, so, they've just got 16 points after playing 27 games. They actually have just three wins all season uh, and one away win and are 23rd in the form table in the last six league matches. But guess who's 24th? That would be Huddersfield Town. Um, but they haven't scored a goal in the last three league matches. Uh, and speaking of no goals, obviously the previous game was a nil-nil back in November. So, uh, Rich, I'm going to come in, come to you first soon as you're making your debut. What did you... I wonder if you browse the highlights, but what do you kind of think of the game and how do you think Town have been playing recently? I, mean, I, rem- I remember it quite well, to be honest, this one, because I, it was incredibly frustrating. You know, we we uh, obviously uh, were getting into that style that Carlos had introduced, but they seemed to nullify it pretty easily, I thought. It was kind of, they made us play their game. And I remember making a mental note of, of how... Of how Frustrating. I'm not going to say bad. I thought we had. I thought we had good moments. I thought we were still sort of the better team, but we just couldn't work out a way to play through them. I thought, which was, which was a bit, you know, slightly worrying. Really frustrating because a lot of good came before and after. I think. Um, and so, uh, yeah. I'd, as far as as far as sort of how we're playing at the moment, I, I guess. Uh, those days of the good play seem quite a long, a long time ago, don't they? Now it's it's become really frustrating, and I think, like with Wigan, we, uh, sorry, with Wigan, we we seeming to struggle a little bit against against sort of strong um, physical sides with a lot of with a lot of sort of um, energy in the play, uh, and if we get knocked off our normal game, I think we seem to struggle, which is a bit of a worry. You know, and I am a I'm a sort of cup half full person when it comes to town. I'm still. Love what I've seen from Carlos earlier in the season. I, don't, I don't, definitely don't think it's all doom and gloom, but we really need a win, don't we? No, definitely. I mean, James, what about yourself? What, what same question to you, to you? Yeah, I um, yeah, I agree with agree with that analysis. Really, I think um, Brady. I think I remember this. Remember this one. Uh, watching it with you actually at Westvale Squash Club, but I don't. Oh, maybe that's not right actually, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, come on, um, mate. Come on. <laughs> um. No, I'm I'm being daft. Yeah, but it it was yeah like like uh, like Rich says it was a bit of a turgid turgid affair. Um, there, there were a few chances really in the game. There was one one where Naby Sar hit the post from a set piece, uh, but that was really the only the only chance. Um, 
Fraser Campbell actually nearly scored a really weird own goal um, with a sort of miskick kick clearance, which Hogg then had to clear off the line. But otherwise, yeah, I think, um, um, yeah, when watching the game, it, it was a little bit of a sort of football tennis. It was, ball was up in the air a lot. And to be honest, it was it was really at odds with the Corbrand style when you're being spoiled to that extent. It's just really hard to actually sort of implement your, your way of playing on the game. And it's, um, yeah, they are just one of those sides that are a kind of spoiler side. And um, that's certainly what, what they did at their place and no doubt what they'll try and do at our place as well. And yeah, very, very frustrating. We sort of lacked that creative spark and it's really funny because in games I feel like we either seem to have it from the beginning or we just don't and it's there's no sort of real rhyme or rhythm to it as to how you sort of predict whether we will or not it's it's a really funny one so um yeah and uh, like Rich says definitely need a win um I think Wickham are a really strange side in terms of got into the division on a bit of an anomaly in terms of the points per game thing and yeah it's it's, it's a yeah must win game really I think however we do it it doesn't really matter but I think we just do need to get that over the line to be honest um, no yeah. no definitely I mean um yeah I funny you I remember this game actually because uh because it was nil nil but it's the only game my stepdad's watched with me this season and uh, I was chatting about how how this you know yeah. playing amazing stuff and then uh you had to sit through 90 minutes of like you say um yeah ball in the air so uh, yeah yeah. Hopefully it's not going to be the same. Um, so we'll come on to the to the key players for Wickham and how how we kind of see how the game's going to go. So I've actually gone. I'm just going to nip in first here in case you guys have, have picked it. Um, I'm going to go for Scott uh, Cashcat. So um, he's he's only got four goals this season. So Wickham haven't scored that many goals. I don't think they've even scored twenty goals this season. Um, but he can play as a striker and a, a right wing. And the reason I've kind of picked him is I think with Toffolo banned for three matches now. I think we're a bit unsure about what Cole Brown's got planned, but I think it could be a weak spot. I mean, again, we'll come on to the game in a bit, but I do imagine it'll be our attack versus their defence. They're going to, you know, settle for a point. And um, I think he'll be one of their key danger men on the break and trying to put crosses in the box for Ekin Fenwar at every opportunity. But what about yourself, James? Um, who have you picked as a key player for Wickham? Well, I was actually going to go for Casket, but I will go for the more obvious answer which would be uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa now in, in the previous game it, again it, it was a bit comical at times to be honest because he was sort of cleaning out town players left and set, left right and centre really um, Schindler had a concussion I think if I remember correctly from a sort of old bit of a coming together with him I'll say generously and um, he bullied um, Janine Bakuna who was playing at right back uh, during Pippa's injury so I think uh, as much as it's a bit of an obvious one I think he is a key player for them this is a real focal point and a lot of the attacking play kind of comes off his sort of knockdowns to these uh, players like Kashket and um, other sort of quick quick players who are sort of taking advantage of the sort of chaos that he causes I think when you've just got someone that big just sort of using the body in that way, it is just going to create absolute chaos. And it's just, it's direct football. It's straightforward. It's it's what you see in lower leagues and it works. I think that there's, you know, we don't have to be too snobbish about it, but it, it's, um yeah, it's a way of playing that is is effective to a certain extent at a certain level. Um, and yeah, I think that it'll, it'll 
he could be a bit of a key player for them, really. Um, I think as as well, we maybe not so much now we've got Saar, but I think we always seem to do look a little bit sort of physically light in in general in the team, but also in the centre back position. Um, I guess Naby Saar could is obviously going to be probably put on him. Um, Unless maybe we could lure maybe a Danny Shitto out of retirement, something like that. I don't know. Maybe we do. maybe we need some kind of bodybuilder to stick on him. Um, but yeah, I don't really know how you deal with a player like that, other than to match it with a certain amount of strength. No, definitely, Rich. What what about yourself? Who've you picked as a danger man for Wickham? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, other than Akinfeno, who I agree, I think he's kind of more. I think when, when you see him and you haven't played against him, he's this kind of comedy figure, but he's obviously extremely effective, even at championship level. He's, he's just so powerful. It's like he just they just bounce off him, don't they? Uh, so I think we will need Saar there. But I had um, uh, Jacobson, the, the left-back, who I know was uh, did really well in the promotion season for him, didn't he? I, I think he's he's only got a couple of goals this year. I think he had, he had kind of one in three for them, I think, when they came up. So... Um, Obviously, he's had a couple of assists. They don't score much, but he's had a few assists. His delivery is obviously good. So if they're going to score, that could be a possible route for them. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know massive amount about Wickham there. So uh, I think it's just kind of um, we've got to stand up to the, the you know their physical threat, haven't we? Particularly back in February, yeah. Well, you could do what we do, mate, and pretend that we know you know a lot about Wickham and every team that we do this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, we'll move on. I'll, we'll go in reverse order, so I'll come back to you, Rich. Um, obviously, a team you do know a lot about is, is Huddersfield. So who, who do you think is going to be a key player for Huddersfield in this game? I mean, I think I think it's going to be uh, Dwayne Holmes, to be honest. Uh, or, or I think if he has a good game, he, he's the person who's coming in who is adding a spark for us, I think, again. And I think that kind of link play that Iting was giving us on his good days, we've been missing. We need, we need to be really... I think the way we work best is when we, we turn our sort of possession into attack quickly, don't we? We need to break through the lines quickly. And Holmes just seems to have that creativity that we've been lacking. I think he started started reasonably well. I wasn't, I've got to be honest, I wasn't his biggest fan when he was here last time. I thought he was lightweight, got knocked off the ball way too easy. I don't know if he did most of his better stuff away from home because I just didn't see it at home. But he seems to have come back uh, much better, much more physically uh, in the game and um, just sort of quicker thinking and, and able to sort of um, you know spot a pass, uh, faint dummy, you know just pick a through ball. And I think if he has a good a good game and we aim to get him on the ball a lot, I think he, he can create the chances for us. I think it's that kind of championship championship now. So we need to sort of um, you know we don't need route one. We need some clever play and let our quality show. And hopefully that'll get us a goal or two. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. And obviously in the in the Stoke game when he came on, he put a couple of great crosses into the box as well. So like you say, I, I think that's a really good shout. James, what about yourself? Who've, who've you picked as a danger man for Huddersfield? Um, well, I feel like it, he sort of gets picked every week and I don't know whether it's a case of me trying to sort of will him, willing him into sort of a, a good performance. Um, but I've gone with Lewis O'Brien. Um I think basically the nub of it is we need we need him to be back to where he was last year, really, in terms of his actual play on the ball and his his end product. Um, because I don't really think that's always been there, really. I'm wondering whether it's the four three three doesn't maybe suit him as well as like a four two three one does. Uh, but I'm not 
a tactics expert, but I, that's just part of what I'm wondering whether just the system that he works in is not quite not quite working the way it was last year. Um, but against Wickham, I think we'll need his energy and his tenacity. He's, he's excellent tackler, uh, clean tackler. And like I say, his ability to run with the ball as well. I feel like with a very low block defence and with that, that we are going to come up against against Wickham, we're going to need a little bit of a, um, individual brilliance. And I think he's he's provided that certainly in moments during his town career. So I think that we could do with a little bit of that. And I think it would just be great for him to have that boost of maybe even a goal. I think he said to the... Um, the examiner previously that he wants to add more goals to his game. And I think really, to be honest, with a team in need of goals, there'd be no better time to do that than now. Um, so I'd love it if he could sort of have a burst, bursting run forward and, and have something come of it or to have a long shot like that one against Barnsley and to just hit the back of the net and then, yeah, maybe hold hold on to that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, that was a great goal at Barnsley. Angry goal. Love an angry goal. Um, he also, he did hit the bar against... Um, was it Luton or Stoke? I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, I like that cheering on a fellow ginger. Respect that. Um, so I've gone for I, I've gone for Rolando Arons. Um, I think obviously he was our top target in summer. Less said about that, the better. But he didn't start against Luton. But when he came on, I, I thought he um, I thought he looked good and he looked fired up and kind of did make us help make a difference and get us back into the game. Um, yeah, I think he's been good. I'm, I'm surprised because I was waiting for him to break down given Corbran's training and he's not really played, I think, before this more than four games in a row. But again, we, we talked about Wickham and how we think they're going to sit as a low block and deep. And I think what Aaron's offer is he has a bit of trickery. He likes to beat a man. And, you know, I think with a team like Gareth Amesworth's Wickham, who are going to be organised and sit deep, I think we do need someone to be a bit tricky and, and make a difference. And he was on loan at Wickham last season. So I wonder if, again, playing against someone someone you used to play for, if you might be a bit up for it. So I, I've gone for Aaron's. Um, this could weirdly be a good game for Bakuna, but um, I'd be worried to say that because I don't think he had the best game at Luton, to put it lightly. But anyway, we will we'll move on. Uh, we will go to my favourite section because I tend to win the poll on Twitter every week. Um, it's Return to the Mac. Still not got anyone to sing sing that for us. But uh, anyway, so yeah, if everyone everyone knows by now, but uh, former town played bring back for this one-off game. Um, Rich, you said that you've got an interesting pick or maybe no one's picked this. So I'm intrigued to uh, to see who you've gone for. So who have you picked? Uh, I might have given you the wrong impression there, Brady. It, right. was, more, it was more that I'm sure everyone would, would pick the same player, which is Jordan, Jordan Rhodes, you know. Loves a goal against Wickham. Um, obviously, that that amazing 6-0 win on Sky um, on a Friday, how many years ago it was when he, when he got five of them. And and he scored in midweek, hasn't he, for Wednesday, I've seen again, even though he's not quite as prolific as he was when he was with us. But, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe maybe someone physical, a, a hold, to hold it up and battle, or a Mounier to get on the end of a, a cross. But no, it's got to be Rhodes with his record against them, I think. That's a great shout. We have had him before, but um, as I said last week, rule any guests can uh, they can pick anyone. It's just uh, the regulars who have to struggle. So that's a great shout, mate. <laughs> um, James, what about yourself? Who, who are you bringing back to the John Smiths? Um, well, I've narrowed it down to two, but I think I think my heart's going to have to go with Steve Mounier. Um, so he scored an overhead kick recently for Brest, and I think. That, that's that, why you picked him. That's definitely why why I've picked him. To be honest, I think 
just seeing him do that, it's just, I'd love to see that. Um, I'd love to see that against Wickham, something like that. Just his ability to, you know, his, his, his prowess in the air, his ability to sort of pull something out of nothing, really. Um, and I went back and I watched the um, the Blackburn game and he just picks it up on the edge of the box and he just lofts it into the top corner almost effortlessly, really. Um, and I just think, really, we, have, we probably haven't replaced him, really, unless you count, you know, the potentially incoming... Umar Nias and I just think um, yeah like a big presence in the box all town fans love a big striker it's just it's just part of part of the folklore um, I think to be honest I think I remember when he when he played in being being quite frustrating in terms of he wouldn't really press um, I remember at Leeds in Leeds at home last year I was quite frustrated with him for not pressing but really if we're honest I think he kept us up to be honest when 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 Grant had gone very quiet in terms of the goals, I don't know whether his head had turned. Um, and obviously there's the Palace on the opening day that that's, again, consigned itself to Huddersfield Town folklore. So, yeah, uh, we need goals and um, Mounier was certainly good for good for some goals at this level. No, it's good to see the Mounier love. I, I, you know, I suggested we'd have him back on the main pod and Phil Senior couldn't believe it. But, uh, you know, he's proved it. Like you say, he scored a lot of crucial goals last season for us. So, uh, so good to hear. Well, so this is my pick. I've, I've not gone for someone, uh, a playoff hero from 16-17. Everyone will be pleased to hear. But I have gone for uh, Joe Lolly. Now, me and James, we've had a chat about this before. I always felt we never really got to see the best of him at town. Um, the goal I particularly remember, I think I always say this to you, James, is the one he scored against West Ham where he just ran through a couple of players and smashed it. And then we sold him like three days later. Um, I think it's more because obviously he's gone on to have a couple of good seasons at Forest, not so good this season, but he's shown he's good at this level. And I was looking at his stats and like 11 goals and four assists in um, in 91 matches for town. It's, it's not too bad for kind of a, like a wing player. So, yeah, I, I think I've kind of I've kind of picked him for Wickham in particular just because he did have that bit of trickery and he would also just run at people, um, which I think would need, you know, if Wickham, they are going to sit deep, but if... If you do do have a chance to counter, we need him. And also, he loves a goal from long range. And I think, given how Wickham will sit deep, I think we could use someone just having a whack from 30 yards and open it goes in. Um, so, yeah, so I've gone for Joe Lolly. Um, so I'd be interested to see. I think, to be honest, Rich, Jordan Rhodes is going to win hands down. In the- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cosy, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, but um, yeah, some interesting picks there. Um, but anyway, we'll move on. So I spoke to George from the Wickham Way earlier, um, who wasn't feeling too confident about this game to uh, make some town fans feel a bit more pleased about the weekend. And uh, here's what he had to say. Right. Okay. So I'm now joined on the line by George from the Wickham Way. How are you, George? 
I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, better than the uh, performances for both our teams on the pitch at the moment, anyway. Um, so we'll come on to that. Obviously, um, last time we played you, it was, it was a draw, nil-nil. Um, what did you kind of make of us in, in the previous match against you? I thought you were exciting, going forward especially. Um, I think the three front players had a lot of pace on that night. Um, obviously, there wasn't much uh, end product. Um, but I did think they were they were exciting, and I, I I struggled to see how Huddersfield are where they are in the league. I think that it's uh, it's a good team, a lot of foundations. There were some good signings in January. Uh, Orlando Ravens, one of them, uh, was he was with us for a little bit last season. An exciting player, and just adds to the uh, the exciting front line that you've already got. Yeah, I mean, some of our exciting front lines injured, but it's it's nice to hear some positivity. Positivity about Huddersfield, I should say. We've not we've not had that recently. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about yourself before we kind of came online. You were saying it's not going so great at the moment. So, what's uh, what's kind of what's kind of gone wrong recently? Because um, obviously you seem to be you've always been struggling a little bit in this division, as we've kind of talked about. But um, what's happened recently? I think the worst part is as I sort of accepted what's going to happen come May. Um, especially in Ainsworth's press conference last night. He said, uh, we've, we've got long-term plans. We're sort of talking about next season and beyond. And it's a case of trying to see how many woods we can get before May the 9th. So I think when your manager's sort of accepted that you're going down, it's difficult because you know, how is he going to uh, get the players up for every game to fight for the points if he's accepted that they're already going to go down? I mean, there's, there's a 12-point gap between us and Birmingham. Um, and we've only had three wins all season so we've got to get our win tally over 100% again and another one uh, it's going to be tough until it's mathematically impossible you know no one's going to stop believing um, Wickham have defied the odds before many times getting to the championship in the first place was one of those uh, occasions um, but I think that's the they, they, there was a big awe with Wickham over the last few years that players would run but they would run through brick walls for Ainsworth and I think just the last few weeks, it hasn't quite been there. You know, uh, the first goal's gone in and heads have chopped completely. Uh, and obviously at the Championship, you're going to get punished for that over the course of 90 minutes. Yeah. Do you think that's more the um, the quality of the opposition you're facing? Or or do you think it's just kind of, um, you know, is it some, is it Ainsworth not really getting through to the players? Or is it is it kind of a combination of, of everything? I think it's a combination. Um, if you look at Wickham's squad on paper, uh, you half a squad of League One mid table at best, and you know it's not being disrespectful to the players. It is just the uh, the truth of the matter, really. Um, so there's a few Championship quality players in there that probably won't be here next season. Um, but in terms of what's on the pitch at the minute, uh, a lot of it isn't Championship standard, and it's it's not even a case of opposition teams being too much uh, like too having too much quality. So the last few weeks we've played um, Birmingham. Nottingham Forest and Sheffield Wednesday last night and uh, each of them games we've just capitulated uh, I think we've had three shots in those three games on target uh, and against the teams in and around us where they're six pointers really uh, you know, you've got to be doing better than that regardless of what's out on the pitch mm. and um We'll come to the game because you're actually above us in the form table, um, but we're rock bottom in 24th. So, what are you? How are you 
as a Wickham fan, how are you kind of seeing this game on Saturday against Huddersfield? Do you see it as a, a chance to pick up um, three points or end this run, or would you take a point, you know, now if I offered it? <laughs> uh, you know, every point is a, a point more than what we've got at the minute, and that's the way you look at it at the bottom of the league. Um, obviously, it is a chance for the three points, as Huddersfield are a team in and around us, you could say. Um, but I think Huddersfield would be strong favourites. Um, you know, the, the form table is obviously a, a factor to go off of. But when, um, if you digest it down and take uh, every game as it comes, Wickham's last two performances have uh, they've not been good at all. Um, so I think Wickham will be low on confidence. I think Huddersfield have drawn their last two against Stoke and Luton, if I've seen that correctly. Um, so, you know, two stronger sides that they've uh, picked up points against. So I think they'll be looking at the game as a chance to get three points more than we will. And I think that could be a big factor going into Saturday. And how do you see the uh, the team go? Uh, the team, I can't speak today. How do you see how do you see the game going? Because uh, I think from when we've done a little bit of analysis for our pod, obviously you guys set up quite uh, in a low block and you know look to counter. Is but what about you? How do, how do you think the game's going to go on Saturday? I, I think Wickham will play for the for the points, uh, whether they play for one point or go out and get three. Uh, they can't afford to sit back and let Huddersfield come at them. They, they were guilty of that yesterday. They sort of tried to hit Wednesday on the counter-attack. It, it didn't work. Uh, Wednesday got their two goals from um, from uh, bits of poor defending from Wickham, which they've been guilty of the last few weeks. You know, uh, looking for assistance flags and they're not coming. Just really simple, basic stuff, not clearing their lines, not playing to the whistle. And I think that's one of the most annoying things is you know, when you can see goals to a bit of quality, you can hold your hands up and say, yeah, fair enough. Um, but Wickham haven't really been conceding too many quality goals. It's been a lot of individual errors, a lot of defensive errors, uh, not communicating. Uh, and I think that's one of the annoying things. Um, but yeah, Wickham, they've got to go for the points. They've got to go for the win. Um, you know, another, I say, heavy defeat on Saturday will, uh, will dampen spirits even more. And that's, uh, that's not what you need going into the... Um, to the final uh, half of the season, let's say. No, definitely. I mean, defensive errors, individual errors. It sounds like you're talking about Huddersfield, mate. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this might be, this could be an interesting game. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to ask you for a score prediction. How do you think the game's going to go, and what's your score? Yeah, um, it, it's very difficult to be a uh, positive about Wickham at the minute. Um, based on the season as a whole, based on our last few games, I, I can't see anything other than a, than a Huddersfield win. Even looking through my, uh, my rose-tinted glasses, it, it's, it just, you know, I hope it's not a heavy defeat. I hope that if there is a zero points coming back to Wickham, it will be just a 1-0. But, um, yeah, I, I'd say 3-1 Huddersfield. A lot of people won't like that, but, you know, that's uh, that's the, the truth and uh, on the side of me coming out there. You're wrong, mate. You're on a Huddersfield podcast. A lot of people like to hear that. So, um, well, yeah, we'll we'll see, mate. I mean, the, the fun is when we finish recording these, if you, you know, if it's a 1-0 win to Wickham and Akin Fenwin scored, um, you know, we're going to look like quite the fools, aren't we? So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's let's see how the game goes on Saturday. But thanks, thanks for joining us, George. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much indeed for having me again. Right, so we've heard from George. Now you're going to hear from ourselves. Um, so you're the coach. So what lineup are we going for? So I'll I'll come to you again, Rich. Um, what? How do you set town up for the for Saturday's game? Uh, four three three, pretty much similar to how we've been setting up. 
Brown a straight swap in for Toff, who's obviously got his suspension now. Uh, Sarenko, uh, centre-half, Pippa, right-back. Um, I've gone Hogg, Holmes and O'Brien in the middle. Um, Holmes, hopefully, to connect the play and, and um, as we were saying earlier, get on the ball and really drive, drive us forward, hopefully. We, we just need some creativity in there. I think we were doing some good stuff against, um, I think it was Luton. And I don't know, the matches are kind of all blending into one at the moment. Um, but, you know, I thought so more into feet, I think, is what we need. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to sculpt these sort of, um, um, what do you call it, where where they overrun sort of the the possession positionally and get more men on the ball. And they're trying to, they're trying to play a kind of... Um, breakaway style uh, attacking game on a deep press which just isn't working is it I think more into feet more trickery some step overs like try and get some creativity in and around the box I've gone uh, actually for Pritch on the left Pritchard who I thought came on and did well against Luton I didn't think he did any any uh, worse than Mbenza to be honest who looks a bit disinterested for some reason I'm not, I'm not sure why you know he just seems to have dropped off last few games uh, Aaron's on the right who I think yeah, he's, he's playing well um, starting to show why we why we wanted him so badly, and despite his sort of hit and miss nature, Campbell still up front just for his physicality. I think we're going to need it against any any sort of know how against uh, what we know is going to be a physical uh, Wickham team. Yeah, okay, that's a good a good shout, mate. Um, I'm surprised. Well, I suppose it's maybe because we've not got any options, but I'm surprised you kept Sar in. Are you, are you just think he needs to play out this bad form? Obviously, he's made quite a lot of errors recently. Yes, you know, it's. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because I like him as a as a player. I think he's I think he's great. I like his confidence to get on the ball and get out, and that's obviously what we bought him for. And defensively, obviously, he's so big and physical. We're going to need that, you know. I feel like if you if you slap um, uh, Critchlow Noblin or something, he might give away a goal just because he'll be overpowered. And the effect is the same. At some point, Sar's going to stop giving away these easy these easy goals I hope or we'll get to a kind of you know one in ten game situation rather than a one in two or one in three or whatever it is for him so I just I'd like to persevere with him personally I think he's got a lot of a lot about him you know um obviously his, his physical stature being being one of them but I think he, he's, he's good at playing the ball as well and was delighted to see him make amends on Saturday even though it was again you know it's just you just want to bang your head against the wall every time it happens don't you yeah, I think he. I think we've talked about it a lot on the, the main pod, but it kind of sums up town season, doesn't he? You know, he'll he'll save us at the end, but then he'll make the mistake at the start. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he's hoping Naby Sar has a good game because obviously we saw against Blackburn, he can finish as well. So uh, good going yeah. forward as well, James. What about yourself? What what lineup are you going for for town? Well, as Brady knows, I always, I often favour three five two. So I was obviously trying to desperately pigeonhole that in, um, and also on on the. Um, the Stephen Chicken podcast, as as it should be called, um, they were they were discussing the sort of merits of that with um, Vallejo playing it out, and I do see a lot of merit in that. But when I tried to actually assemble a side, we've got that many injuries and just lack of squad depth. I just don't think that's feasible. So what I've gone with is four two three one Schofield in goal, um, Peeper at right back, Keo and Saar as the two centre halves. Um, Jaden Brown at left back, and then Hogan O'Brien as the two defensive mids, and then um, Aaron's Holmes and Mbenza, and then Campbell. Really, um, I think basically is 
that's that's there's enough attacking threat there to win the game. Um, and obviously, you've got the last season's super sub, Bakuna, to bring on. I know that's quite, not quite worked well, but some of the best stuff he's done has been off the bench. So maybe it might do him good, particularly in light of, like you said, Brady, quite a poor performance against Luton, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a good shout. I mean, Bakuna's, well, we've, we've done it to death, but, uh, you know, you can see the talents there, but... Uh... Anyway, anyway, don't get me started. Um, I I have actually gone for a three five two, James, because you you know I know you how much you love it, and I know you're coming on, so I picked it just for you. <laughs> no, um, because Toffolo's out, um, I actually think Corbran should change it up, just because we've seen obviously we've got two draws, but it's not really working. So, and to be honest, I think Wickham like. I can't really stress enough after speaking to George, they're going to sit deep and they're just going to be looking for a point. So I don't really think it it matters. So I've, I've, I've kept, obviously, Schofield still in goal. Um, I've gone for Kieran Saar, but I've also gone for Critchlow because I don't, again, I don't think we're really going to be troubled apart from maybe set pieces and stuff like that. But um, I'd expect, you know, Critchlow, if he's with the two more experienced lads to, you know, do all right. And I don't think they'll be bothered too much touch wood anyway. Um, but yeah, for my for my five, I've, I've pushed Pippa up front because let's be honest, he's, he's not really a right back half the time anyway. He's all over the pitch going forward. Um, and then I've got like the kind of three of O'Brien, Hogg and Holmes. Again, I, I, I rate Holmes and I think we'll need him. And then I've got Aaron's on the left. Um, and then I, I've got Mbenza and, and Campbell, Um Again, I hope I feel like this is a game where Campbell might score, to be honest. But um, the only thing I would say is I think he looks a bit knackered, and I agree with what you said, Rich. I think Benza looks uh, not so with it. So, what I would say, because I was debating this, is if it's not working after 55, 60 minutes, I would get Phillips on because, again, you know, we, we he's improving at this level, but he needs to get some minutes and see if he's good enough or not. So, I think this could be a, a good game to, to bring Phillips on. So, that was kind of my only only thing but um yeah I'll, I'll suppose I'll come to you James how, how do you see the what's what's your score prediction for this how do you see it going um I don't know if this is really boring I'm quite glad you come to me first to be honest um one nil town I think that we're just we are going to scrape a win um Ooh. and it could you know it, it by hook or by crook we'll do it um, I think that it might. It's not going to be a pretty game. I think that we will scrape a win from somewhere, maybe a set piece um, or a piece of sort of individual brilliance would be what I'd say. Um, yeah, one 0 town. Yeah, no, no, that's interesting. I, I think you might be right, mate. Rich, what about yourself? Uh, slightly more positive two 0 I think it's going to be really important for us to get out quick and score early, isn't it? And I think hopefully that'll will kind of make them. Uh, relax the the deep block a little bit and come out and try and play and we'll get another one on the break. So I'm hoping 2-0. I think it's possibly more likely to be, like James said, and kind of a, a scrappy 1-0 winner. But what, whichever way it happens, it, we need a win, don't we? No, de- definitely. I mean, I'm going to go for two here because uh, Matt used to do this and no one really pulled him up on this. So I'll, I'll do it. But I had put one nil down, James, because um, I think you're right. I think it'll be a scrappy game. But we have seen Town like be on the front foot quite early. And um, I watched, I've, I have I've managed to have a chance to look at some of Wickham's previous, previous games and they do give away a lot of chances. 
Um, so what I would say is I'll probably go for one nil for us. I do think we're going to win in this game, but if we score early, um, I do actually think, given what we saw with the, the second half against Bristol, I think we could maybe win like three or four nil. Um, I know that sounds wildly optimistic, but um, they they look a bit down and out with them. Um, so I've no doubt jinxed us for a, a one nil defeat now, but uh, I do think we could get some joy joy from this. But we will see. Um, just before we go anyway, James, um, you had something that you wanted to, to bring up, so I'll, I'll give you the podcast floor, as it were. Um, yeah, I just wanted um, a quick mention, really, for my dad. Um, he's uh, Pete Whitaker. He's, he's sadly passed away um, Monday of last week. Um, just, want, just wanted to mention it, really, while I'm on here. Um, partly because, as well, he was a big town fan, told a lot of stories about town and, and away days in the 80s. Um which I'll have to regale you with another time. His favourite player was Steve Kinden. Uh, his name, he, he wrote his name on his ruler at school um, and he's passed the, the burden, uh, passion of supporting town onto me and my brother. So, um, yeah, great great memories at Wembley and um, the promotion from League Two. Um, it'll be the first home game without him, so it'll be a bit weird, really. Uh, but I thought if I can just, um, just, just mention him, really, and... Um, yeah, I always, I do think he'd be kind of watching it in in some capacity or other, but probably not on iFollow because he couldn't really stand it. Um, but also, yeah, we we had a lot of good times at, at Magic Rock tap rooms, both of them, uh, and a lot of good memories there as well. So yeah, just want just wanted to mention that really. Oh, that's that's a lovely tribute, James. And obviously, we uh, we went to the town town women game with him, and he enjoyed that as well. So um, yeah. yeah, no, lovely tribute, Rich. You you had someone else you wanted to mention as well. Uh, yeah, when I, when I found out I was uh, coming on, oh, I should say, you know, I'm sorry to have you lost, James, you know, and I uh, and, uh, hope we can get the win tomorrow for your dad, you know. Uh, yeah, one of the uh, people I first, uh, well, I started going to the game with, had a season ticket in the Kilner Bank with, was I was his best man as well, a friend of mine, Jason Sunderland, who I've not seen so much in recent years, but um, actually works for my brother's business. And uh, he sadly uh, passed away uh, unexpectedly. Um, quickly this uh, last summer gone as well. Um, much loved by Rachel, uh, James and Les and, and uh, you know, another town fan uh, gone, unfortunately, far too soon. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention him. No, no, th- thanks for uh, thanks for sharing it with us, Rich and, and James. And I, I just wanted to say from everyone on the podcast, um, obviously, uh, we want to pay our respects to any town fans who've passed away during the pandemic or anyone know who who has who has passed away during this time. And um, just as a little special special tribute, um, we'll be ending this podcast with um, Chris Carter's cover of Smile a while. So um, that'll be playing out shortly. But I just want to say thanks. Thanks to my guests for joining uh, for joining us. And thanks to everyone for listening and uh, take care and stay safe. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play 
thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.